You guys know how much I love nursing schools. Well, we have another one that wants us to tell you about their MSN and DNP family nurse practitioner programs. Samuel Merritt University has been educating nurses for over 100 years. And right now, they are offering tons of scholarship opportunities starting at $10,000 for both of these programs. You know, I'm in the midst of getting my MSN. And let me tell you, I wish I would have known about these scholarships when I first enrolled. Visit them at smumsn.com and show them how much you appreciate them for sponsoring our podcast. That's smumsn.com. I also wanted to remind you that if you're interested in travel nursing, to go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there and you can also see what they pay the stipend the hourly rate all of that i'm a travel nurse now with trusted health and i absolutely love working for them so go to trustedhealth.com be sure and put forward slash good nurse so that they'll know that we sent you there and fill out a profile today Hey everybody, this is Tina again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. Welcome back for another week of true crime and talking nursing, healthcare, you know, just a little bit of everything. We've got a couple of really interesting stories to talk about. One is a bad doctor story, and then we're going to talk about a congresswoman who is a nurse for the Good Nurse story. I'm excited about that one. Before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that we are having the very first Nurses PodCon. It's going to be on November the 20th in Nashville, Tennessee. It'll be an all-day event, and we're going to have sessions like IV tips and tricks and charting to protect your license and just all and all that stuff for CEUs really cool event. I'm really excited about it. It's it's in person, but also virtual. So if you can't make it to Nashville, you can get a virtual ticket and watch online and it'll be fun. And the, if you do get the in-person ticket, you will still have access to the virtual and be able to access. There will we'll have additional videos in addition to the ones that are going to be going on live there. We're going to have more videos for CEUs available all weekend long. Michael Simple Nursing is providing some videos for us. And we have Nurse Jessica Seitz, who's going to be emceeing the event. We have Art of Emergency Nursing, Up My Nursing Game, Nursing Uncensored, Jamie with Neurodivergent Nurse. And it's just going to be a fun, fun event. Really excited. We have several sponsors that are helping to make this possible. Stoggles, they're really cool safety goggles but they're kind of stylish. So they're called Stoggles. They're really cool. They're helping to support the event and Trust Health, which is the travel nurse agency that I use. I'm doing my travel job and Echo, the company that has the really cool device that helps to enhance the sounds of stethoscopes. They're really cool. Cardiology for Littman stethoscope that has the built-in core technology and it is a fabulous stethoscope. I love it so much. CBD Stat has donated a bunch of product as well. They are helping to sponsor this event. And Samuel Merritt University, they have a really good family nurse practitioner program with up to $10,000 in scholarships that you can get for that family nurse practitioner program. Just, we really, really appreciate our sponsors for helping us to make this possible. And so if you guys are interested, just go to goodnursebatters.com. You can see the agenda and get a ticket. So I guess we can get started with our bad doctor story. Wow, this is a, man, absolute 
doozy of a story. I didn't even tell you who's here with me. I'm just going to like be here by myself. <laughs> I'm going to do the whole thing. You guys our, are like, I keep. <laughs> our knees are literally touching one another. It's like I'm not here. I know. Normally the person is not even in the room with me. They're like on a Zoom call. So this it's been a while since I've had my husband, which, as I always say, is the entire IT department because he handles <laughs> our website and all the the stuff, the computer stuff. That, cause that's, There's lots of stuff. A lot of more, stuff. More than just the website. Oh, yeah. Does all sorts of stuff and fills in as a guest host every now and then. Against my better judgment. No, he does just such a good job. And <laughs> I feel like... He's, I mean, I've been a nurse for six years. I always come home and tell him all the stuff that goes on. And so I don't, you guys, I would imagine either your spouse either listens to you and you tell them all this stuff and they really get into it. I hear people say that their husband, you know, their husband or their wife like really gets into it and they, to the point that they almost start understanding things. And then some people are like, nope, my spouse knows nothing. I don't even want to talk about it when I get home. So you're definitely the kind that listens and really kind of retains the stuff. And <laughs> as I talk I about things. I don't really have a choice. Well. You. You're <laughs> too intense. That's true. I have to, you know, you guys know I like talking about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Well, and I feel like I can tell you listen because sometimes I'll start talking about something and you you will kind of let me know that you you really understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you can skip that part. I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I know what you mean. You don't have to explain that. And I'm like, oh, you've been listening. You've been paying attention. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate you stepping in here to, uh, I've been well, kind happy of. happy to be here. Well, we had a, uh, one of our guest hosts had to cancel because of a sick child. And uh, I didn't want to have to skip this week. So I said, you know what? I think it's time for you to make another guest appearance. And so I drove an hour and a half just to be here with you. <laughs> well, I am doing travel nursing. So, <laughs> yes, I am an hour and a half from my home three days a week. Or actually, yeah, well, it's three. It's an hour and a half. But we it's central time here. So we actually lose an hour when I get here. So it's kind of cool because I leave my house at like 6. And by the time I get here, it's like 630. <laughs> it's an hour yeah. and a half. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I I digress. But I appreciate you being here, and we can get started with this this story. So this is the story of Dr. Ingolf Turk. It's spelled T-U-E-R-K. I've said before that no one with just normal names like Smith, Johnson, Williams, anything like that ever does anything wrong. Apparently, it's always these names that I can't can't pronounce. But Dr. Ingolf Turk. He was a renowned urologist, and for years he was recognized for his medical contributions. He had worked as the chief of urology for the St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Brighton, Massachusetts. There was a video that was posted on YouTube from 2012 showing him talking about the benefits of robotic surgery for, for his patients. In the video, he's sort of charismatic. He's you know driving up to the front of the hospital on a on a motorcycle. And then all throughout the video, he has this like Harley Davidson, like bandana thing, I guess, around his head. He's very tall, like six foot three, very th- fit. And so, yeah, when I read that part uh-huh. uh, in, in these stories that, you know, the different articles and, and the videos that I watched, I, I was expecting to see 
you know, a personality that was kind of full of himself and, and, uh, you know, kind of made, made everything about him, but it actually didn't strike me that way. When I watched it, I was, uh, a little surprised that he seemed to, to be a very down to earth kind of person, the way he interacted with people and, you know, that could all be a show of course, but it just didn't, he didn't come across as that he's a big man. He's, you know, his presence in the mm. room is, a, he's just like a, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. kind of person. But I don't know. He, he obviously is very accomplished and a lot of people admire him. Yes. And, and that, that was his life. I mean, he was even on a billboard for, it was an advertisement for the hospital and they featured an image of him out of all the doctors, you know, at the hospital, his face was the one that's on this huge billboard advertising the medical center there in Boston. So, I mean, if you look him up uh, at the time, if you Googled him, you're, you would see glowing reviews from his patients and he had been asked to speak at medical conferences. So, just a, like you said, a very accomplished doctor, just really living a seemingly wonderful life there up until he started having some trouble. So he had been involved with a woman by the name of Kathleen McLean. She was a massage therapist. She was kind of into alternative type therapies like Reiki, which is sort of alternative therapy that dealt deals with energy and also a a psychic she was psychic yes just very eccentric sounding person that's a good word yes i mean that in in the best way she when you read all the different accounts of her life and who the type of person that she was and how she interacted with very deeply yes very gets close to people right yeah loving kind passionate lively Bubbly. Those mm-hmm. were all the words that people used to describe her. So just really sounded like a very pleasant person to be around. I know some people like this and, you know, whatever you think about the kind of therapy or alternative medicine or whatever, whether you think that's accurate or, uh, or real or whatever your beliefs are, you know, set all that aside. It's, she just sounds like a, a really wonderful person. Yeah, she saw herself as a healer. Yeah. And especially with her uh, boyfriend and Mm -hmm. soon-to-be husband. Yeah. Well, uh, as we said earlier, he hit kind of a rough patch. 2019, he was fired from the hospital. I mean, talk about a fall from grace. After an investigation showed that he had the hospital bill the Medicare program for portions of procedures that actually didn't happen. And for visits, he didn't attend or supervise. So at the time of the incident that we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes, he hadn't actually had any patients in over a year. After he lost his job, he had to come to an agreement with the state attorney general's office and settled to pay back $150,000, which actually doesn't sound like a lot when it comes, you know, when you I've done a lot of stories on doctors and nurse practitioners who've who've gotten into trouble with mm-hmm. Medicare. And I feel like sometimes these people think they can fly under the radar with, with the Medicare system. 
you're going to, you, there, there are reports. I guarantee you there's programs that just automatically look for discrepancies or weird, you know, billings of things. And so you are not flying under anybody's radar. If you, you cannot fool the government, they don't mess around when it comes to their money. Yeah. 150,000 for someone who lives in a $1.7 million home, but he had been previously married twice. So I would say some of that income is, is going to previous marriage. You know, urologists have to make probably at least somewhere around a half a million a year for a, a, for a, for a very successful one has been, you know, chief of surgery. I mean, that's, he had to be making close to a million right. in, in Boston. But still, you take 30% of your income mm-hmm. in a year. That's, that's a chunk of money. Yeah, it is. Well, he was in trouble. I mean, because not only was he having to pay that $150,000, but he lost his job and he wasn't having patients. Like, he had no income. No. So even if he had savings, he, it was, if he was able to save money or whatever, I'm sure he was going through that quickly, like you said, with mm-hmm. having to pay alimony or child support and mortgages or whatever. So the that strain definitely added to, I'm sure, some of this. It's, it's, def- it's no excuse for his behavior. Well, and through all of that, she wasn't even aware of that mm. until later. Yeah. At, at first, when all that was going on, he kind of kept it from her. Mm-hmm. Well... There's a lot of things that start that that happened. Some of this stuff happened before he, he lost his job, but Kathleen, which she went by Katie, she told the police in, in an interview at, uh, during one incident that happened that everything got worse and escalated once he lost his job. That he just really kind of lost control at that point. So there were so many things that happened, and we're just going to kind of go through some of these incidents. For one, they had an argument while they were lying in bed and he allegedly smacked her head against the headboard and then started choking her with one hand and covering her nose and mouth with the other. And she told the police that she thought she was going to die when that happened. She said everything went black. She also said that one of her children heard this happen, heard the the thump and He told her that he loved her afterwards, and this was all in the police report. So another thing that happened, she had been out running some errands. She got a massage. He tried calling her and calling her and calling her and calling her while she was out. And when she got home, he accused her of being unfaithful to him and picked her up and threw her against the wall. Well, after this happened, he told her, just flat out told her that he did not pick her up and throw her. She slipped. She slipped and fell. And they literally put this in the police report. That is, a, that is like the definition of gaslighting right there. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, you do something to hurt someone and then you just look at them and go, you're crazy. I didn't do that. That's not what happened at all. Right. He, he definitely had a lot of control over her, and I'm sure it happened over time. And, you know, anytime kids are involved, it makes it so much more mm. complicated, yeah. especially, uh, 
the mom, you know, wanting to protect the kids, um, wanting to hide the ugly side of their relationship. And so a lot of that, you know, again and again in these uh, statements she makes in the police reports had to do with the children. Yeah. Yeah, her being concerned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they were so, seeing. You, know, you, you look at a story like this and you always think, why would she stay and why did she mm-hmm. keep having him back? And I think she loved her kids and mm-hmm. I think she wanted to be, you know, there for him and think he's going to change. And it's just a, it's a, tra- a typical tragic story that happens again oh, yeah. and again. Unfortunately, it is. Another thing that happened, she had told the police that the night before this incident with the headboard where, she, you know, where he um, choked her and she passed out, they had company over to watch the Super Bowl. And while this company was over there, apparently there was some family members there and she told them that she might be moving out soon. Well, he overheard her, and she didn't know that he overheard her. And after everyone left, he supposedly pushed her out of his lap and then said that she couldn't be trusted, and he called his son into the room to witness it. So it sounds to me like what happened, this is so bizarre. It's such bizarre behavior that it's so hard to imagine people acting like this and someone doing something like this, especially bringing your child mm-hmm. into it. How in the world you could want your child to see something like this, to see you treating right. anyone like this, let alone a woman, let alone you know your wife, their mother or stepmother. It's just really sad. It's really sad. And I, I will admit that there were so many incidents that we, we've read that happened between the two of them that I, I honestly could not, maintain their timeline of all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it happened before they were married and some after. But one thing I do remember was it was only a week after the incident where he slammed her head into the headboard mm-hmm. and almost killed her. They were married. Yeah. <laughs> he, he surprised her in Las Vegas, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And just it happened on the spur of the moment. But it was just a very volatile relationship. Well, you know, in this particular case, it, it the only thing I could, way I could make sense of at all for of, of what happened is that she was kind of talking to her family like, you know, I really think I'm going to be moving out. Then they leave. She doesn't know he heard that. She's still trying to keep up the pretense of, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. she, everything's okay because she's trying to keep the peace. So she goes and sits in his lap. And then that's when, you know, he's like, you Uh can't be trusted. And he puts on this big show on purpose for his child, which is just so incredibly sad. I hate that he thought that it was appropriate to, to show what are you showing your son that this is how you treat a woman? Mm -hmm. This is appropriate. Yeah. One of the repeating issues that they had was his distrust of her mm-hmm. and fidelity. Yeah. Uh, there was never anything that I read that were, there, there, there was never a basis for it, mm-hmm. but he, he would just uh, be so 
controlling of, of where she went. He would track her on her phone and, and require that she print off phone, phone records. And he would literally go down the list and call each number to find out who they were and why they were talking to his wife and just, uh, like crazy behavior. They actually separated at one point. She, you know, she went through this whole thing where she, I, I'm assuming she just had had enough, called the police, filed a report, was trying to file a restraining order, and then going through all of the things that had happened and led up to this moment where she's saying, I need a restraining order. And so she got a restraining order and he did move out of the house and she was very afraid. And you had found an article mm-hmm. fr- that had a couple of neighbors, her neighbors, that told how she walked over there at one point to to confront them and just say, "Hey, just letting you know, I'm really worried. He's, you know, sep- you know we're separated, yeah. but I'm afraid he's going to come back. Please yeah. just keep an eye on the house. Be, they were be ready to call the police if you see him. Right. Yeah. And they're saying, "Why don't you just move away?" Uh, and again, she said, well, mm-hmm. I want the kids to finish school here in Dover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good mom. Yeah, for sure. Not sure it was the right decision for the kids in the long run, but her heart was in the right place. Yeah, her heart was in the right place. And this is a syndrome, you know, of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, you know, battered wife syndrome or that battered spouse syndrome where you yeah. just can't see what you cannot see what's going on in your own life. Right. If if she were if someone I I just know that if someone else were going through the exact same thing and they were telling her all of these things, I I'm sure she would have been able to say to that person and would have said, you have to get away. You have to get out of that situation. That's not safe. Yeah. And well, she, she knew it wasn't safe, you know. She she well, told and, and they were separated at this yeah. point. So at that, yeah, she definitely knew that then. But even even then, she she still she feared for her life and thought he, it was possible he would come back. But she didn't fear enough that she would literally leave, you know. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it it does seem that it was all about control with him because mm-hmm. you know there was never a mention of him abusing or doing anything with the kids. It was all her. She caught the brunt of it all. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in early May of that that year, she decided that they were going to go to counseling. He was going to get separate counseling on his own. And so she really, in her heart, felt like he had changed. And well, that, and the finches came to roost on their what porch, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she she believed that because the finches came, that it was a good omen. Mm-hmm. So that's just the kind of person she was. She yeah, she looked at things differently. Yeah, yeah, and she that's how she that's how she saw that, mm-hmm. and she saw it as a sign of a of. A fresh start, I guess, and good things. So she went to the police and asked for them to drop the charges. And she lifted the restraining order. And he moved back into their home. So 
after 4.30 a.m. on this morning that this particular thing happened, one of their friends gets this very weird sort of cryptic text message. And it is from Ingolf Turk, from, from the doctor. And it said, I am sorry, brother, but she is a vindictive devil. She played us all. I am really sorry, brother, but she manipulated us all. Love you, Harry. And he went by Harry. So that was like a, like a salutation. So, But very strange, very strange text message. But that sort of set off some alarm bells, I am sure, that their friends and family right. knew. Right. Here, yeah, my take on that was they were expecting something mm-hmm. to happen eventually. So when mm-hmm. this text came out, they knew something was going down or had gone down. And so everybody got this text. Yeah. And you had found an article that talked about how the boys were in the house when this happened. Yeah, this was... this actually happened like 4 30 in the morning but the evening before mm-hmm. they were playing board games together in the living room and and then i think at some point the kids went downstairs to, to watch tv they stayed upstairs started drinking got into an argument she did not want the kids to have to hear that so they moved upstairs to the bedroom and then the the kids said that he, he would get up in the morning and make coffee for Katie. And the kids said that that next morning the house was really quiet. They didn't smell any coffee. It was just really odd, very eerie. Mm-hmm. And so with this text message kind of circulating, because you know he sent that message out to someone and then that person sends it to somebody and that person said, it's like, what's going on? What, is this, what does this mean? What do you think this means? And so... It gets around to her ex-husband, who I'm assuming is the father of her children, right. which I wonder if the kids didn't maybe text their dad and say, something weird is going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because... He was the one who called the police. Yeah, the ex-husband is the one that called the police. And I just wonder, because they, the kids said that the door, the bedroom door was locked, so they must have been thinking, you know, where is mom? Why is it so quiet here? What's yeah, going on? I think they on? said they heard... Him pacing. Oh, they did the night yeah. before. They yeah. heard a thump. Yeah, they heard a thump, and they heard him pacing back mm-hmm. and forth in mm-hmm. the room. We'll take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. You guys, a career in nursing is more than just a job. It's a lifelong journey of learning and growing, and professional development is key for any nurse hoping to advance their career. So how about you? Are you ready to take your career to the next level? If so, now is the time for you to get your certification in nursing. Earning your certification is a major professional milestone. It's a seal of approval recognized by professional peers, hiring managers, and patients. It signifies your commitment to excellence, your level of competence, and can make you more marketable in a competitive field, offering 18 different certifications, including 12 specialty certifications. Whether you're looking to earn your first certification, ready to renew, or exploring new certifications, they are there to make the entire process as easy, affordable, flexible, and painless as possible. Whatever your practice level or desired specialty, they can help you prepare your exam with a range of affordable tools and resources designed to set you up for success. And their commitment to you goes well beyond the exam. 
They provide all the ongoing support, advocacy, guidance, and resources that you need throughout your nursing career. This is your career, and you deserve the best. At ANCC, they're going to be there to help you every step of the way. So visit pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN to learn more. That's pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN. And we'll put that link on our website. If you want to just go to Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, you can click on it from there. Welcome, Leah. I just wanted to chat with you a little bit about your experience with CBD stat. Which product do you actually use? So there's four products, the roll-on, the cream, the salve, and the oil. The two that I use every day are the cream and the oil. What is your biggest benefit? How does it help you? The cream I put on every day after work. I'll shower and then I'll put it on my feet just to help my arches. No more shin splints, just my feet feel more comfortable. And the cream has been a lifesaver there. And then I use the oil to help me sleep. So I just switched jobs. I had been working nights for the last eight years. So the oil was huge on helping me come home and actually get quality of sleep throughout the day. And I wake up feeling well-rested and not groggy like some other medications have made me feel in the past. I didn't realize that about the feet. And I have plantar fasciitis. So now I literally cannot wait to get off here and go try that. And then just the sleep benefit, that one is definitely well known. I hear that a lot in the feedback that I've gotten. As you guys know, their products are 100% THC free. CBD Stat has a team of engineers that invented a very unique and efficient process to produce CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. They only offer very strong products, greater than a thousand milligrams. If you guys are interested in CBD stat in their product, you can go to cbdstat.care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. Be sure and put the forward slash good nurse, bad nurse in there so they know that we sent you there. cbdstat.care. Be sure and put dot care instead of dot com forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. Well, that kind of got the police involved. They they called the police and they went to try to find him. They found their both of this is really weird, but they found both of their vehicles at a residence inn close yeah. by. Yeah, so the residence inn was where he had stayed sometimes when they were separated. Mm-hmm. He would sometimes stay there. He would sometimes go to Florida and stay in an RV with a friend. So the the inn makes sense, but how both cars got there. If he sort of still had some of his stuff there, because this happened like 10 days after she yeah. lifted that restraining order, right. he right. could still have things at that, at that apartment, at that yeah. place. And who knows, maybe... His car was there, and then, you know, she went over and picked him up with her car. And so, for some reason, that one car was still there, and then he drove the car from the house back, you know, something like that. Who knows what, what all goes on with people. But the police end up breaking into his hotel room because he was not answering the door, and... They found him unresponsive in this hotel room. He had scratches all over his arms, legs, his forehead that they said were consistent with what looked like he had been like walking through woods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they had to Narcan him. He was unresponsive and they did have to Narcan him. And the next day he ended up confessing and admitting that he did kill her. 
he strangled her and dumped her body in a pond near their home. So he actually pleaded not guilty during the arraignment, which is really strange. But I think that what happens, either he has to sign, you know, a plea deal or they have to go through a trial. You know, something has to happen. And, and I would imagine he's got some sort of a defense like well, he temporary did claim insanity. that she th- hit him with uh, what he thought was a glass, mm-hmm. threw threw something at him, or he 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 tried to sell the idea that he reacted defensively, but just overreacted. But a man his size, I don't think ever would have felt threatened. Yeah, he said that Katie was fighting at first, but then he continued to choke her and said that she passed out, and then he realized he went too far. But the thing is that he always went too far. And there there was so many— he told her he loved her, I'm sure. Right, and that's the thing. He, they, There were so many things, like you found some other th- articles that talked about things that he did, like— pulling, like getting home, he wanted everything immaculate in their house. And he wanted her to close down her studio as a massage therapist and just maybe take some clients out of their home so that she could be at home all the time. He just wanted her Mm -hmm. in the home and he wanted that home immaculate. So when he got home one day, he opened up a closet and it was not to his liking. And so he pulled everything out of that closet and told her she had to put everything back. Yeah. And he would even take the car away from her and not let her drive. Yeah, because he talked her into selling the minivan that she was driving and told her, well, you can just drive my car because he had two different cars. And, he, you know, he said, well, you can just drive my car because you like, he, she liked it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it was. But then he would, of course, throw that up in her face that it wasn't hers. Right. And then not let her drive it. At one point, they got in an argument and he grabbed a pair of scissors, held it to her throat and said, I'm king of this house. You're only a guest here. And cut a piece of her hair off. Just very, very controlling. It doesn't matter. I, I am sure that in the heat of the moment, no one's perfect. And in the heat of the moment, I'm sure she probably would say some things. They, A lot of her friends said that they're sure that she's, she held her ground and would could hold her own in an argument. I'm sure there were times when she wouldn't back down, you know, and she would go toe-to-toe with him. But it sounds like he was the type of person he could not handle that, could not stand that. He had to have the upper hand. He had to make sure that she knew what her pla- where her place was and that he was the one in control. And, you know, it just, it sounds like he just, you know, went further and further every time, you know, just got more and more comfortable being aggressive like that. And it's th- these stories are so frustrating because you just think, could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. You know, this everybody around them knows what's going on. She knows what's going on, but it just seemed like they she 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 was just wishful thinking that somehow it was going to work out. And, and I, it, the thing is, you have so much invested in someone. I I, I understand that you know, he. I'm sure wasn't bad all the time. He had a lot of good attributes. I'm sure he would tell her that he loves her and probably was very convincing. And she 
did, I'm sure, want to have that stability for her children and didn't want to uproot them again. And so it's really hard to, to understand, but we're not in that situation. You know, we're, we're, it's, it's just some, not something that we can understand because we, we've not been there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm-hmm. and so I don't know really what else to say other than if there is somebody out there that's listening to this and you're, you know, you're finding yourself in a situation like that, you have to get help. You can't just keep thinking, you know, the person is going to change. You can't keep expecting them to, you know, overcome this somehow or, oh, okay, now the, they, because I feel like she probably at multiple times probably thought, oh, well, it was just the alcohol or, oh, well, now that he did that, he, he really feels bad about that. He'll never do it again now because he, you know, he's a, he was, a, he almost, he realizes he almost lost me, you know, there's always this justification but there is no excuse for laying your hands on someone. There just isn't. And especially if you are so much bigger, so much stronger than another person. It's just uncalled for. It's just wrong, period. End of story. Her friends are wanting to remember her as someone who was very passionate, obviously, in the Reiki type of therapy that she did, and someone who loved helping other people. They said she was one of the most amazing people, and she spent days healing and helping people. That was her full-time career. So it's really sad, and that's too bad, you know, that those children had to lose their mother, and all these, and her family had to lose her friends. Yeah. It's so senseless. So I have to tell you guys about an experience I had with a nursing student. So you know I've been doing travel nursing. Well, this hospital where I'm at has a lot of LPN students doing their clinicals there. So one of them was following me around one day, and she noticed my stethoscope. And of course, y'all know the Echo Technology Company that sponsors our podcast. They teamed up with Littman to make the stethoscopes, to beat all stethoscopes, the 3M Littman Core Digital Stethoscope. And this is the one that I use now. So she said, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try one of those. So of course I let her use it. And she just could not stop talking about it for the rest of the shift. It was so cute. She was like, you know, I can't hear anything with my normal stethoscope because I have tinnitus. And so she was so excited because she could actually hear what heart sounds were supposed to sound like. She said, I'm going to ask for one of these for graduation. And I was like, yeah, you definitely should. So just so you know, the echo technology that makes this stethoscope so amazing. Uh, You can enable it with a flip of a switch. You can turn it on and off. It has active noise cancellation up to 40 times amplification, wireless auscultation using Bluetooth technology. It connects with Echo's free app and software so that you can visualize, record, share, live stream, analyze heart sounds, lung sounds, and whatever body sounds you want to listen to. So you can go to echohealth.com and use the promo code GNBN to get 10% off your order. And that's Echo is spelled E-K-O, by the way. So it's echohealth.com and use the GNBN promo code to get 10% off your order. Did you know that you don't have to go all across the country to be a travel nurse? You certainly can, but you don't have to. I literally took an assignment that's an hour and a half away from my house, and I love it. I can stay in a hotel room if I want, or I can drive back home. So it's the best of both worlds for me. For my next assignment, we're going to get a cabin in the mountains that's about two hours from our house, so it'll really be like a little getaway. Also, one of my really good friends is going with me so we can share expenses. You guys, even if you're just a little curious about travel nursing, go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there and what they pay. Go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile. Well, I guess we can 
get started on our good nurse story. I'm so excited because lately we have been really trying to focus on nurses who are involved with leadership, nurses involved with activism, nurses who are in public office and just doing things out there, doing things to try to make a change, you know, for good and to try to make a difference. So I recently discovered that there are three nurses that are, that hold congressional seats in the United States and United States Congress. And one of them we're going to feature this week is Corey Bush, Congresswoman Corey Bush. She's a registered nurse. She also is a community activist, organizer. She is the first black woman and first nurse to represent Missouri, the House and the United States Congress. She's the first woman to represent Missouri's first congressional district and the first activist from the movement fighting for black lives elected to the United States Congress. So really amazing. You know, we try not to get too political on this podcast. So, you know, not getting into all the politics of it. It's not, that's not what's important. It's the fact that this is a very strong woman who has her, you know, belief system. She really wants to try to make change and make a difference. And it was very courageous because she really didn't want. Right. Yeah, she wasn't seeking any of that. She mm-hmm. just kind of rose up because of her passion for people mm-hmm. and just uh, everyday people is is the way she felt. You know, the, the, those were the people who needed uh, a leadership. Yeah, she had talked about being homeless in the past, and so she is an advocate for the unhoused community in St. Louis. She. I was a single mother. She kind of is right there in the middle of, of everyone. You know, she's been there. And so I, I feel like that's really who I, we do need. It's just regular people serving in Congress. That's the sure. way it's supposed to be. Sure. Not like lifelong people who spend decades and decades um, in political office. But I'm really proud of her. She, she said that people kept encouraging her to do it. And she didn't want to do it. She kept saying, no, I'm not interested. And then she decided, I know I really do... I want to make a difference. She's concerned for her own children and worried, you know, that what if something happens to them and then I didn't do something to try to make the world a better place and make make a difference. So, And, and, you know, she had to be an outstanding nurse because she was selected top nurse by the International Nurses Association. Yeah, that was just in 2019. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the qualifications are to win that award, but it sounds... Uh, very prestigious. Yeah, absolutely. In October of 2020, the Jefferson City NAACP awarded her their prestigious Trailblazer Award, and then she received the Black uh, Black Reps Frankie Muse Freeman Spirit Award in November of 2020. So she's definitely somebody who it, she says she is unbought and unbossed. <laughs> She did not take any corporate PAC money and is accountable only to the people of Missouri's first congressional district. I'm really proud of her. I love hearing uh, stories of women in general doing, you know, things, being uh, courageous to stand up and, and to try to make a difference. But nurses uh, specifically, uh, I think of the phrase, just a nurse. People say that sometimes. Well, I'm just a nurse. And I don't think there's any such thing as just a nurse. I think you, you're a nurse. That's a big deal uh, in and of itself. And then people that, you know, step out and just decide, you know, I really want to just do more and all the things that you can do with that degree. 
Well, I guess that wraps it up for another week of Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. You guys can go to goodnursebadnurse.com and get your tickets for the Nurses PodCon. You can also email me at Tina at Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, and you can find us on social media at Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. I'd love to hear from you. And I also want to remind you guys that even if you're a bad girl or a bad boy, be a good nurse. <laughs>